And you are listening to Morning Report. Well, as the COP28 Global Climate Summit gets underway in Dubai, the president of Palau has criticised New Zealand's new government for its oil and gas exploration plans. The government intends to reopen oil and gas exploration despite a commitment to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius. Lydia Lewis reports. While the new climate change minister Simon Watts was not expecting criticism over fossil fuels at the summit, Palau President Sudan Gilwips Jr. has served it up. What a backward position that a that a, an island that is part of the Pacific Island Forum that should understand the challenges that we're facing. And he didn't stop there. New Zealand, the Pacific Island, and a member of the forum should take a leadership role and should be active in doing all they can to transition away from fossil fuels. That's what they should be working on. They shouldn't be going out and uh, exploring more gas and oil. Tuvalu's former prime minister and now opposition leader, Enele Sopoanga, has a reminder for the new government. We rely on New Zealand to stand up strong, stand up strong with the island countries. And there's another issue Aotearoa is in the firing line for, the thought of joining AUKUS. Mr Sopoanga says it would be a mistake. I would urge my brother's colleagues in the new New Zealand government to please, please be considerate. I only wish they reassess the situation, reassess what the implications would be for the Treaty of Rarotonga. And then there's Australia, which he says is contributing to the destruction of small islands like Tuvalu with their lack of climate action. Like what Australia is doing to coal mining, they're not killing the people of Tuvalu. New as Minister for Natural Resources, Mona Ainu'u, will be drumming home the tangible impacts felt in the Pacific while in Dubai because the message doesn't seem to have sunk in. These perpetrators of climate chaos, that I call them, it's very difficult to hold them accountable. We continue to travel thousands and thousands of miles because our people are surviving on this earth. Ms Ainu'u says there's been little to no movement on last year's commitment by the world's biggest emitters to contribute to costs caused by climate change. This year, one of the main Pacific priorities is building up that loss and damage fund. A delegate from Palau, Xavier Matsutaro, says there's a lot to put into action. Let's just put it this way. There's a lot to prove on COP28. And every subsequent COP becomes more and more urgent because it it narrows down that window that we need to do to ramp up emission uh, reduction. And that's one of the things at the heart of of this meeting and one of the things that will spell out the level of success. A Pacific youth delegate, Metoya Lohia, who's also there, wants to remind the world of the reality of the situation. There's a lot that media and the West world don't really understand about the real problems and the real challenges that are faced by our communities and people on the ground. Because at the end of the day, although these are very high-level discussions, they ultimately affect real people with real lives. Palau President Sudangil Whips Jr. says U.S. President Joe Biden is a noticeable absence from this year's meeting. Not having Biden here definitely gives us concern about our hope for the future. But there's Australia, there's uh, China, there's India, there's the EU. I mean, everybody's got to step it up. A call for everybody to step up, including New Zealand. As a Pacific Island country, I believe that New Zealand should understand better than any other country in the world 
the challenges that Pacific Islands have. And we have Marshall Islands, Tuvalu, Kiribati are less than two meters above water. I mean, if you don't, if you're a Pacific Island nation and you don't understand that, uh, I don't know, I don't know how, uh, what else we can say. And as concerns grow that the United Nations Climate Conference is just turning into a talk fest, Pacific leaders are hoping for meaningful action. That report from Lydia Lewis.